Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 467. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk some football tonight, Canadian football. And why? Because the 2021 season is now complete with a Grey Cup game completed on last Sunday. And it's we're now in the official offseason. Is it June yet? I got to be the first one to say that. Is it June yet? We're waiting for some more football. Hopefully it's going to start on time. This pandemic doesn't rear its ugly head again and, and postpone it or do something to us. I don't know what the hell is going on with that anymore. I, I, I'm pretty much giving up on it. And uh, we're just moving on and carrying on. And we're playing football. And or we were playing football. And it's over. And, uh, yeah, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are, uh, again, uh, the Grey Cup champions. But we have to put an asterisk beside their game, as uh, Chris pointed out. Uh, it wasn't really a season, was it? It was like a shortened season. So it doesn't really count as a Grey Cup victory. I think that's the way we're going to look at this right now. Uh, it's got to put an asterisk beside this win because, you know, the, the, how, how can you count it when it's not a real season? I, I, I agree, Chris. Uh, we'll get to you that you're coming on that in a couple of minutes here. Uh, what else is going on? What's really cool? Uh, Off-season that's happening. Coaches are being fired. Players are being signed. Coaches are being signed. Coaches are being promoted. Uh, Where will Chris Jones end up? That's a big question, and we don't have an answer. Everybody thinks he's going to go to Edmonton as the coach and GM. That may have already happened. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Toronto fired somebody over a fight. Can you believe that? They fired a president of football operations, vice president of player personnel, sorry, uh, because a player got uh, got in a fight with a fan. In what world does that make sense? I don't know. Uh, we're going to get to that, too. We're going to do all sorts of things. I guess I should actually print my uh, agenda. I haven't printed out the agenda yet. So I'm going to do open up the phone lines to all of our panelists. We have three guys here on line for us right now. We have Charles, Chris, and Will. Charles, welcome to the program. How are you doing? I am doing good. Fresh you went to the my, uh, game. I was there. Yes, I was. Awesome. Was it was it spectacular? It was, was it a, it was a very great cup than the one in Edmonton? Well, it was a little bit warmer, but not much when you factored in the wind. Uh, but I think I enjoyed it more mainly because, A, the game was a lot better. They weren't playing on a, a field of ice, which is yeah. a big improvement from the Edmonton Grey Cup. Uh, a little bit of a different uh, Grey Cup festival this year because of COVID. We knew that going in. Uh, there weren't nearly as many events uh, and so on, and everyone were walking around wearing masks and so on and so, and so forth. But you know what? It's With Grey Cup, you got to meet a lot of people and meet up with fans from across the country, which was one of, the, one of my favorite parts of uh, Grey Cup, just meeting up with uh, so many of the different fans from across the country and all of all the different teams. So it was still a very fun experience. I enjoyed myself. 
good, 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 glad you. I noticed that the uh, you guys, you and Russ were there. You're play, you were practicing your COVID protocols there, wearing with your BC Lions mask, which uh, uh, good for repping the team there. I'm I'm proud of you. Uh, but I noticed right. that the people that you were taking your pictures with, like Milt Stegall and Matt Dunigan, they weren't doing that social distancing, wear my mask sort of shit. Um, I don't blame them. Was that just? I don't blame them either, but was it just for the pictures, or was that in general, or what? Uh, I think it was the pictures, because I did see a couple of those guys wearing masks at other points. Um, okay. so the one with Mel Siegel, you know, we were outside, just was outside the convention center. I, 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 did I tell you guys my Mel Siegel story? I should, but uh, I could save that for later. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was pretty good. For the most part, uh, people well, were being was that good, good fan, well. Was yeah, well, uh, apparently, but it was hard to. Uh, go, go ahead, go ahead. Tell us okay, I'll go ahead and tell us. So, right. me and my you friend Russ. Right now. This, this was ridiculous, as far as I'm concerned. So we go out in front of the convention center. That's where the Grey Cup social rooms are being held, and it was also on the same night of the CFL Awards, which is a Friday night. So, uh, a lot of the TSA, uh, TSN guys are there. We had seen Matt Dunigan inside. We go outside the front doors of the convention center, and there's Milt Stiegel being there. So we go up, and we ask Milt if we can get a picture with him, and, of course, he was polite and obliged. So right after us, there was this other lady there, head to toe in Blue Bombers gear. She looked like she was right out of the Blue Bombers, like, store calendar. She had the blue wig. She had a Bombers jersey, Bombers pants. I think she had Bombers shoes. She goes up to him and says, oh, uh, can I get a picture with you, too? And Milt, of course, he, she's a Bomber fan, of course. So while she's standing there with him getting a picture, she says to him, so who are you again? Do you play for the Ticats? Initially, I thought this woman was kidding. I thought this was just a joke. She was just playing around, having fun with him and stuff like that. So after the picture, she walks away from him. We're standing there, and she comes up to us, and she says, no, really, who is that guy? She was serious. She's head Uh-oh. to toe in bomber stuff and doesn't know who Milt Stiegel is. And I just kind of shook you, my head. I'm did, like, did, I can't believe on, this. Did you, did you tell her? Well, eventually, and she's like, oh, really? Oh, my God. So she uh, knew who like, Milt Stiegel uh, was. She just didn't know who he was. Well, I guess she knew the name, but she didn't know that's who she was standing with. Uh, but a, I don't know. It's cr- you would think a someone all decked out in bomber's jersey is going to know what Milt Stiegel looks like. Well, you think well, no, that I, would I, watch TV. It's we- yeah, he's I'm on gonna, TSN like every week. on TV. Twice a week. I'm going to pretend I'm going to pretend I'm Christopher Jones and say, "Well, they all look alike." Oh, damn. They all look alike. You get down. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I think Blue that bombers. was probably okay. a, a Ronda Hope moment. For her, okay? I mean, oh. this woman was just shit-faced. I don't know. <laughs> She's got to have some excuse. Huh. <sighs> Maybe she just had and too so, much to drink. I don't know. Was she... That, that, that's hey, what Charles, I'm was she, purporting. What age what? do you think she was, Charles? How old do you think she oh, was? Oh, she, she was mid-50s at least. 
really she was an older you. woman. She wasn't. She wasn't like she was eighteen or something like that. She was like really young. Oh, okay. But she wasn't really young. Because I could, She was older. Because I could understand if it was if she was a new bomber fan, then I'd understand. Right, it, I but... could get that, but she clearly was not. Wow. Okay. No, I just, well, I, you, you don't know. know that, Charles. She could have hmm. just moved here from Afghanistan, and 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 just became a bomber fan, and 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 went. You know, in the deep end of the pool with it, just kind of like Ryder fans do. So she really didn't look like she was from Afghanistan, but well, it, it, I don't white know. folk there too. Well, I know, but I, I don't think that was the case. I really don't. Well, that was a hypothetical situation. Okay, I just made yeah, that. Okay, up. fair enough. Okay, she could have she could have been from Scotland. She could have been from Australia. Mm-hmm. She could have been anything and just moved here and became a bomber fan. Never, yep. never seeing a Milt Stiegel game. Yep, it's possible. Highly, I, I, I unlikely. I, I don't believe it for a heartbeat. But I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just giving her the benefit of the doubt here. I mean, personally, the odds of her being drunk were better. I mean, probably, probably a better excuse. Okay. Anyhow, I don't uh, think so. William, you're here. Welcome to the show. Say hello. Hello, I'm here. Mind oh, you, a geez, lot of weird was... things happen. A lot of weird things happen at Grey Cup games. Okay, with with females. True. I rem- I remember last year I went to the Grey Cup in Winnipeg. Are you talking about like my best and stuff. Well, no, my best friend from Winnipeg okay. came, and we went to the venues at night. and And the first night, we were standing in a hallway. And this middle-aged woman comes walking down the hallway, and she's wearing a fake fur coat, and she's got a banner on that says Miss Blue Bomber, 1970-something. And I'm, I'm trying not to have eye contact with her. I'm looking at the floor because she's, she's on something. And my buddy is staring right at her. My buddy is staring right at her. And she comes over, and the first thing she says to my buddy is, "Will you, will you have my baby?" <laughs> okay, so we kind of, we kind of, we kind, we kind of got out of that. And then the next day, we were at the bombers party, which was an afternoon party, and they had a live band, and we're standing there watching this live band, and all of a sudden, this woman wearing the same fur coat and the same banner, jumps up on the stage Uh-oh. and starts singing and starts singing at a microphone by herself. And all the band guys are looking at her like, who the fuck is this woman? And they just went with it, okay? And so there's there's my bizarre story. So it okay. takes all kinds, man. So, Well, my, speaking of all kinds, I'd like to introduce Christopher. Chris to the show. How you doing, buddy? Welcome. Good, good. Thank you. Do you have some weird-ass breakup story? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I guess. I, I went to – my very first great cup was in uh, 2000 in Calgary. And I was supposed to take my then-wife with me, but she was like seven months pregnant. Something like that, six months pregnant. She decided she didn't want to go, so I asked one of my buddies that lived in Calgary still. 
to go. And uh, it's not really a bizarre story, but they built the stupid scaffolding in the one end zone that usually is a walkthrough. And somebody's genius idea was they made the flow from the entire walkway to one person wide under the scaffolding. And it became such a bottleneck that we ended up missing the kickoff because we were stuck trying to go to the, uh, to the other side of the stadium. And the only way to go through was this stupid walkway that they'd built. And you couldn't go, traffic couldn't flow both ways. Or if it did, you had to like pretty much body slam into people <laughs> to go both ways. And uh, we got trapped in this little confined area, and I'm not great with spaces or people. And uh, it probably took us 45 to minutes to an hour to get to the other side of the stadium. And it was just like, who's like? I don't like. Yeah, it was. It was just like, wow, was that ever? And I, I'm amazed nobody's like nobody freaked out. Nothing bad really happened. There was a lot of pushing and shoving, but what else do you expect? Everybody, I mean, with. Nowadays, with the amount of people that suffer from anxiety and, and that, probably somebody would have a panic attack and freak out. But I was really glad my wife didn't come, though, because I would have I would have lost my shit and probably punched somebody because there was like a lot of pushing and shoving, and I wouldn't have been very happy, man. But you probably I don't think they've ever done that again. That <laughs> well, yeah, we kind of got stuck in it though because there was no way out. Once you tried to go that direction, you got stuck. Like, they just filled up behind you just as fast as you could go. And that's what I mean. We were just, we were just stuck there. You couldn't go forward. You couldn't go back. I don't think they've ever done it again because I've gone to Calgary to, to Grey Cups after that one. It was in 2000. But, man, I, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have taken much to figure out they fucked up. I mean. So. Right. All right, right, right. Okay. So let's uh, let's review the Grey Cup game, okay? Because hey, I watched a good chunk of this Grey Cup game, and it was a pretty good football game. Mm-hmm. Well, I was impressed. It was a lot better football game than I thought it was. Uh, I, I don't understand what happened to the Tie Cats. They absolutely imploded in the second half. Um, and and yes, you have to give some kudos to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for coming back and 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 not rolling over and dying. I mean, they, I know they were Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Everybody thought that they were going to win. So they actually came out and did it. Now, we're probably going to talk about this. Who's making noise? Stop breathing into the phone. Um, this, the final play, okay? Not the final play, but the, the cast possession where this kick returner takes a knee in the end zone. Gives up a single point to, so that the, the Hamilton was down by or down by three points instead of being down by two points. Is that correct? Yes. No. Winnipeg had the side thing. You're right. Right. They were, they, anyhow, so it, 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 it would have given a field goal to tie the game, which basically happened. So no, everybody that's not their, right. What happened? Tell me what happened here. I got it. Hamilton conceded the point up. to Winnipeg, and, and, and right. they were now behind three points. Winnipeg got a point that's out of that, so now correct. Hamilton was that's correct. Hamilton was down that's by correct. three points, right? Okay. That's correct. Right. Get it right. Okay. So now Hamilton's behind by three points, and they're going to go towards the end zone off this kick return. The guy kneels down, takes a point, uh, takes a knee, gives up a single point for field position. 
everybody's losing their shit over this. Not only then, now, uh, after the game, everybody's just th- – th- this guy got goat horns for this. Now, I personally don't have a problem with that play if Hamilton was able to march down the field and put the ball in the end zone. It would have been a brilliant play. But because that didn't happen and that didn't work, everybody thinks the play sucks. Okay? I, I don't have a problem with it was a decision to give up a point for field position so that you would be in a position to win the game. With a touchdown. Now, if he had taken ball at the in the end zone – not taken a knee and got out to the one-yard line and tackled, or even worse, got out to the one-yard line and then got went back into the end zone to try to get around somebody and got tackled in the end zone and gave up a safety. Um, you know, it, it, there's so many scenarios that could have happened if he tried to run on the foot end zone. Hey, there was acres in front of him. He probably could have run halfway down the field. We don't know what would have happened because special teams is such a weird thing. I, he could have done a, a kickoff return for, for touchdown. Who knows? Nobody knows. There was a decision made to take a knee, give up a point for field position, and save the clock. I don't have a problem with this. Not at all. Charles, you were at the game. Tell us what you thought of it. Well, most of the people around it, I, you know what, most of the people around it, and we were talking, we all didn't understand it. I mean, I get your point there. The thing is, he would have gotten well past the one-yard line because he had the ball just inside the goal line, and there was still nobody within 15 to 20 yards of him. So he had some room I, I, to run I there. I understand. He had acres. Right. So he had room to run. I thought, you know, run it out. Because at that point, they were down by two points. So yep. you get it out, you get it in decent field position, and um, then you can um, you only need a field goal now to win the game. Uh, giving yep. that up, a field goal ties it and sends it to overtime. Now, the, the, when you look at it, the Ticats did a masterful job of getting the ball down the field. They got it all the 100%. way down, I think, to, to the three-yard line. But if they, he doesn't the get guy, that point up. The guy dropped the ball in the end zone. He could have had a touchdown. It was defended well. It should have been over. But if he doesn't give up that point, they're kicking to win the Grey Cup as opposed to having the score to win. Doing it that way, right, but, assured it, it ends up giving it to, to overtime, and then it's a coin flip once you get to overtime. But he would have I had to get to the 35-yard line to justify that in doing this. Right. It, it, the play, play they got a resembles lot a that. lot to me. Right away, I, I thought of Don Matthews in BC Place when he was – Montreal Alouettes were in here. And Don Matthews could have kicked a convert in the dying seconds of the uh, fourth quarter to tie the game and send it to overtime. But instead, yeah. he goes for two points. And, the, and they failed the two points. And afterwards, he said that he wanted to win it in regulation time because once it got to overtime, the noise in BC Place would have been too difficult to beat the Lions in overtime. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, that was his justification. Everybody looked at him and said, "What are you, a moronic? Kick the thing, go to overtime. You've got a better chance of winning, right?" Well, his mm-hmm. opinion was that's not true, and obviously, um, what's his name, Steinbull, who is the special teams coordinator, Steinauer, Steinauer, uh, said the same. Not Steinauer, Orlando Steinauer. I'm talking about the the surfer. Oh, Jeff Reinbold. Okay. Jeff Reinbold. Jeff Reinbold, obviously a special teams coordinator, and or Orlando Steinauer, all organized this because I don't believe that he just took a knee for no reason. I don't believe he did that on his own. He he had to have been given instructions prior to the kickoff of what to do if the ball's in the end zone. Had to have. And if he didn't, then that's the coach's fault. We're not giving him instructions. I don't know. So what was your to take on the rest I of the do game? Believe the rest of the game was a fantastic game. It was a little bit slow starting. And uh, I also thought that the Hamilton Tiger Cats were a bit fortunate. Um, coming out of the first half, they had a, a 10-7 lead. Because I thought for yeah. the majority of the first half, they got outplayed. Uh, by a fair bit, but I almost saw the the Bombers in the first half of that game, much like the Riders in the first half of the Western Final, where the Bombers were really uh, carrying the play, but they weren't getting the points. And the week the week before, Saskatchewan had all those turnovers in the first half, but they weren't putting up points. Right. Uh, then the uh, the um, Ticats offense really got going. And you know what? i got to give uh, credit where credit is due to Jeremiah Lazzoli. Uh Once Dane Evans went down, a lot of people probably thought the game was over. But Mazzoli, yeah, but Mazzoli actually rose to the challenge and actually played very, very well in this game. And, um, you know, he got them to within a whisker of winning the game. So, I got to give him credit where credit is due, and he had the offense going uh, quite well in the second half. Uh, but they just came up a little bit short, and the defense—I mean, I got to say—I mean, the Ticats had a 22 to 10 lead in the fourth quarter. When you've got a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter at home, you got to be able to win that ball game. You, your defense has to step up and keep uh, the Bombers out of the end zone, and they just weren't able to do it. They ended up giving up the lead. They were, ended up being down by three. Uh, the Ticats came back. They came within a whisker, um, and it happened right in front of me. That, that last play, I believe it was to Ackland. They came within inches of converting a touchdown there, and I thought to myself, and I knew they were going to my going to overtime, and I thought to myself, that was the Ticat shot right there. Right there. I really got the I got the feeling going to overtime that the Bombers were going to end up winning, and they did. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just thought that they came up just a little bit short, and they had to win it there, and they just didn't. Yeah. What, what did did you uh, What do you think of that well, interception the by the Bombers at the end of in to, to seal the deal in overtime? That was Three crazy. Tips. It was like a pin, it was like a pinball machine. It would bounce one way, then another way, then another way. 
give good on them to have, for those guys to have that kind of concentration because it was bouncing every which way, and it looked like it was going to fall and go incomplete, but uh, they made the play and were able to end it. They probably were going to win at that point anyways because even if that falls to the ground, it's third and 19 at that point, so it would have taken a lot for their tight I mean, it was still possible, but it would have taken a lot, but uh, just to have the concentration, a crazy way to end the game. I thought it was an outstanding game pretty much. Anytime you got a Grey Cup game that goes to overtime, you're probably going to have a good game. And uh, it was a good game. It was an enjoyable game. I personally was pulling for the Ticats. Uh, just, I, thought, I always liked the story of the underdog to come back and win it on their home field, but uh, it just wasn't meant to be, and the Bombers got their second Grey Cup in a row. Yeah. Not their third. Yeah, but I, I think I'm going to go with Chris and put an asterisk beside it. Wasn't, oh, wasn't a full season. Wasn't a full season. Um, yeah, it was, I, 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 the one thing I can't believe about that interception, which I loved it, I loved it. What the, what they did was amazing, right? Bomber fans are saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, that that that's a planned play." Yeah, no, they practice that. They practice Baloney. that. They practice that. <laughs> idiots, 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 idiots. Chris, what was your take on the Great Cup game? No, I think Charles covered it pretty much. I mean, it was a it was a good game. Um, didn't have any real skin in it. Cheering for Hamilton, I wasn't sure why he took a knee, but I figured that he was told to, or that it was something he'd been told to before, because this is his first year he's an American. So it could have been something that he had just been drilled into his head from the beginning of the season to do that, and he just did it instinctively. But uh, again, I mean. Acklin's catches the ball and nobody's talking about it, right? You know, so, I mean, there's always plays you can look at in the game where you can say that's the game. But guess what? We we play four quarters for a reason, right? Like, I mean, there's a million times they could have won it or lost it through the whole game. Yeah, you can always look at one or two plays, but you're never going to be able to honestly say, well, that's what cost them the game. There's a billion things that could have happened, and it's just what it is. So, Um, but... I agree, too. As soon as it went to overtime, I knew that they weren't going to win because the momentum was all in Winnipeg's favor at that point. And, yeah. You know, it took them everything to get to where they got, and they just, yeah. But it was entertaining, and you can never complain when it goes to overtime in the Grey Cup. So it means that everybody tried hard and played. And Mazzoli, I agree, Mazzoli impressed me. But that's kind of what they've been doing for a couple seasons now. One goes in and sucks, and the other one goes in or gets hurt and does good. And but they can kiss all that goodbye. I don't think Hamilton's going to survive. Neither of those teams are going to survive very well moving forward. They're going to be poached and picked apart. So. Well, there's, there's no way that Hamilton can sign both of those quarterbacks, and Norm would want both of them want to be signed together. Shouldn't no. be anyhow, yeah. right? Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Too many holes in other teams for anybody to stay. Now, so. you, you know, they, I mean, Bomber fans like Mark uh, were were so um, opinionated and uh, uh, talkative about how Winnipeg is going to sign all of their free agents like they did the year before, right? I mean, they won the Grey Cup in 2019, and they signed everybody but eight players. So... 
the Bomber fans right now have the opinion that the Bombers team will survive free agency intact, and they will be back next year stronger than ever. Well, I guess stranger things have happened. That's always a possibility. I mean, you got to, you're going to ask a lot of top-tier players to take pay cuts just to stay in a team, which is why dynasties don't happen anymore, because you got to look after yourself. And I don't blame them. It's not greed. Like, I no. hate the people that go, oh, they're just greedy and blah, 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 blah. Hey, listen, your playing career is very short window, especially football. You need to pay a cash in when you can. And that's just part of the reality of it. And you've got to have a, a program that is always bringing up new, fresh talent. So if you can't do that, if you're, you're planning to either, A, build a team through free agency, which we all know is a joke and a half because Ken Austin proved that over and over again, or if you're going to try and keep a team together through something like this, I mean, you know, the only, let, let's be honest, the Aztecs was there for me because one of, the few, one of the big reasons they won was because they were the only team that stayed together through the season that we missed, and they came and they, were, they, they, hit, they got into the season running. Everybody else was with brand new teams with tons of rookies, and they all had to figure their de- their offensive out. Winnipeg didn't have that issue. Great on you, mm-hmm. but that's why you won because it was a short season. And as everybody was getting it figured out, we were already at the Great Cup, or yeah. not even Agreed. figured out. Agreed. So, so yeah, no, I mean it's a possibility. Would I be amazed if they brought the entire team back? Yeah, I would be. I, I would be. That's a lot of hometown discounts to be signed with a cap that's in place, you know, so. Yeah, no, I, I happen to agree, but, you know, you you are are my hero here. You did say something that was just awesome. You know what it was? <clears throat> no, I don't. You don't? You trash can no, I love it. I love it. Well, yes, right, yes. Wow. He, he is, let's be honest, he is the infamous one for trying to build through. He is the least, the most recent and most infamous for trying to build a team through free agency and prove how horrible an idea it was. Yeah, so that's yeah. all. I think it's funny as hell. William! Mm-hmm. Yes? Hey, you got anything cool about this Grey Cup game? What 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 was your well, favorite part about it, or what really piqued your interest on well, it? Well, okay, okay. When the guy took the knee in the end zone, I yeah. was a little astonished by it because he had thirty yards to run, and some yeah. idiot online said, some idiot online said, well, he saved time because time because it would have taken him forty seconds to run 25 yards, and I'm like, if that was going to happen, he wouldn't be a professional football player. Come on, are you stupid? Anyways, um, we're taking him five seconds. Okay, so anyways, I, I don't think so. I was, shock- I was shocked by that, and I texted my buddy Todd right at the moment it happened because he was watching the, the Grey Cup with his son who plays for the Stampeders, and they are both said the same Todd thing. Mogi? No, Todd is... His name is Con- Todd Hunchak, and his oh, son okay. is Colton Hunchak. I knew and he, he was talking about yeah. And they both said at the same time, he's an American rookie. He forgot. And that could have happened. It could have happened. That's possible. Okay. And, and the other amazing thing was they showed the faces of some of the fans in the stands. And these people were 
we're shattered, okay? Yeah. It was like, what did he do? How stupid. That's almost like that's almost like having 13 men on the field when you kick the winning field goal. Oh, like that's never happened that before. That came up more than okay? a few times online. That came up all the time. Absolutely. 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 So whatever, woulda, coulda, woulda, coulda, shoulda, but because he took a knee in the end zone, they had to score regardless. So maybe that's what kept the drive going. Okay? You never know. So it was an excellent game. Um, I, I think uh, the, the thing that sticked out in my mind the most, and you guys have heard me on this podcast numerous times, cut down uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli. But that dude, that dude stepped up in this game. Okay, I haven't seen him. Yeah. I haven't okay. seen him ever play that well. He stepped up, no doubt about it. Okay, um, and he he did what he had to do, which more power to him. Um, the bombers, the bombers should have won this game hands down because they had better talent, they had better everything. But I don't think, I don't think uh, Zach Kolaris played that well. Okay, he had two he picks. Yeah. And uh they're all saying he's the greatest quarterback in Stampeder history. No he's not. Or in, in in Bomber history. No he's not. Okay? And they're worried about them losing people losing him in free agency. Don't forget Zach Kolaris, regardless, is still one hit away from not playing football anymore. And do you, he, do you, he did some, take some hits this year, so you know. Yeah, but and, and not he, like he has, not in the head. Okay, no, he didn't no, that, bounce that his head off the ground. Okay, so he's still one hit away, in my opinion. And you know, if you want to spend, so if he's the top quarterback, the other thing I've heard is he's the top quarterback in the CFL. Well, he was on the the winningest team in the CFL this year. So, do you pay him six hundred and fifty thousand dollars a season? Go ahead. Yeah, it's got to go up. Go ahead. It's got to go up. Go he's, ahead. He's going to want go at ahead. least five. Go ahead. He's, Feel he's free. Going to want five hundred thousand easy. Feel and free. You can't. And if he gets hurt, you, you got. If he gets yeah. hurt, who is their backup quarterback? Oh yeah, that's the guy who had thirty-eight yards in his only start this year. Okay, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, so, and you know what? Uh, okay, so part of the problem in Calgary with John Huffnagel and them not signing players after Grey Cups is because John Huffnagel is notorious for being cheap, okay? Well, guess what? Kyle Walters gave a kicker 200 and. $25,000 once upon a time. So I think, I think, I think he may give everybody the money they want. And then let's see what happens when you have a team, number one, who's making their maximum amount of money and they're not hungry anymore. Let's see what happens. You know what I mean? What all stars and, on those Winnipeg Blue Bombers are not coming back? Well, well, and the other thing is, the other thing is, how many of those not necessarily players, but how about the rumor about Mike O'Shea? 
yeah. going somewhere else. Okay, because doesn't everybody want to move up in the world? Well, his next move up would be general manager, and, and the guy in Winnipeg's not leaving anytime soon. And that's the thing I pointed out over the weekend, saying, well, he's now won back-to-back Grey Cups with Winnipeg. He really has nowhere yeah. to – he can't go any higher than this now. No, he's, he's nope. at his, his pinnacle in Winnipeg. In Winnipeg, anyways. So and maybe he wants to stop? move on to another challenge. And what's to stop him from, hey, okay, so who's the general manager in Toronto? Isn't that Michael Clemens? Yep. yep. Is, is he the general week. manager? Well, he yes, says yes. he doesn't necessarily he doesn't necessarily want that job. Nope. So what's to stop what's to stop O'Shea from taking Murphy's place, who got fired for a couple of years of tutelage, and then he goes on to be their general manager? You never know. Well, we, we you were never know what these guys are Michael thinking. Michael O'Shea getting the coaching job before Ryan Dinwiddie did in in Toronto. That. Yeah, Michael Shea would want to go back to to his his hometown, his his team, right? Right. So, but, I, but I, Mike don't, O'Shea, I don't Mike disagree O'Shea, with that. But Mike O'Shea isn't as stupid as he looks, okay? And he looked at his talent in Winnipeg and said, "Yeah, I'm not leaving here yet." Okay. No, uh, agreed, agreed. But you, you know, it, it, so. it's it's going to happen. It has to. He can't stick around there forever and ever and ever. It doesn't make sense. He doesn't have yeah, maybe. the control that most people want. I don't know. I, I really don't know. It, it, it's no. up in the air on that one. He's not going to leave for just another head coaching job. Not now. Yeah, but once again, once again, they also there's also rumors of him going to Edmonton for both jobs. Okay, so. Well, Chris Jones for that too. Yeah, they're not going to let Chris Jones near Edmonton. Trust me. You never know. Trust me. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. They, I, I think that the the fans right now would. Chris Jones wins football games. Chris Jones wins seasons. He he would be welcome right now in the team that missed the playoffs by a lot. Once again, Chris Jones has won one great cup in the CFL as a head coach. One. All I got to Agreed. say, one. In Edmonton. And he had and he had Mike Riley as his quarterback. Okay? He did. Okay. So, anyways, we can talk about that later. But, no, I thought overall, great, great, great cup. And Charles, I was kind of disappointed in myself that I didn't go to Hamilton because it looked like it was fun. And uh, I will, I will definitely go to Hamilton in 2023 for sure. I think I'll go back. For sure. Yeah. I think I'll have to save up because you, you, you and Russ bunk together. The one, eh? Will you looking for a bunk? Yeah. No. It's almost like going oh, yes. back. One thing I noticed about Hamilton is. Almost like going back in time because I don't think they've had any new construction there since like 1974. Because all the buildings are like older buildings. There's very little new construction. It's like going back in time. But it was a nice day. It was enjoyable. And yeah, it was a fun, fun weekend. You know, I love. You need to get around in. 
I looked on Sunday night after the Grey Cup. I went online and I looked in Regina for hotel rooms on November Don't 20th, 2020, 2022 or 20 yeah 2022. You'll find nothing. Everything everything is booked, and I looked as far away as 70 miles away, and it's all booked. Yeah. They, they, all right. they don't so I won't go to. Re- yeah. I know it's not a it's not a. It's not a destination anyway, so that's why they don't no. have hotels there. Uh, okay, but I would uh, probably consider going to Hamilton. And, and Christopher, I I don't have roommates because I snore like a <laughs> fucking rhinoceros, okay? I'm telling you. It's scary. It's scary how much I snore. So I was joking. Ask my wife. Ask my but wife. I, She'll, I, might, she I, might, in a different... I might think about it. Yeah, you think about it, but you, you're you're probably done because you're not vaccinated, so they won't let you go. Just saying that. That's going to be over by then. No, it's not. God, I hope so. No, it's not. It's going to be over not by then. That's two over. years away. No, it's no, it's not. It doesn't matter. It's been two years already, and they're making bigger restrictions now. We'll, they we'll recommend you don't travel booster. internationally. Right. Pathetic. Anyways, don't get me started, please. Not tonight. Anyways, hey, do do we want to do this Ty Cat year in review and Bombers year in review? I just put they that up. Good we don't years. have to do that. They, they were in the Grey Cup. They were in the Grey Cup. They had good years. They were in the Grey Cup. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Ty Cats weren't the top of the Eastern Division. Bombers were the top of the Western Division. There's not much more the, to say the, about the one, I, Sorry, the one, the one thing I do want to say about the Grey Cup and the overtime is Hamilton did play great the whole game. Their defense, I thought, played great. The winning touchdown and the two-point convert, those guys were so fucking wide open. It was pathetic. What happened? Yeah. That's my question, is what happened? Honestly, I, I think that the, the Ticat defense was wearing out by then. What's, oh, is this where the guy took the knee? Is that what you did doing yeah. here, Charles? No, yeah, no, that, no, that was a, In no. overtime. Yeah, no, yeah, that was the oh. overtime. No, or, no, he's talking about the picture I just posted, I think. But, yeah, that's what I posted. Yeah. But that was the guy. Did, I mean, if you look there, there's no bomber even in that screen. And he's literally right at the goal line. So he had room to run. A lot oh, of yeah. run. With momentum. And three blockers right in front of him. Yeah, if he gets one yeah, or two blocks, he's like 25, 30 yards. Easy. Yeah. So they're basically back right up where they started, it, and they haven't given the point up. Well, he's he's got 15 yards before a bomber can come close to him because there's not a bomber within the 30, right? So. If he runs exactly. 15 yards and they're running 15 yards, they're going to meet somewhere around the 15-yard mark, right? But if he gets yep. a block or gets a, gets a sidestep or anything, he's at the 20, 25. He, he could almost make the 35-yard line without too yep. much problem. Yeah, it was a waste mm-hmm. of a point. I, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying I understand doing it. I understand taking the knee. I don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah. 
somebody made that decision, whether it was his or the coaches, or the coaches didn't prep him properly. I mean, they should have said, don't take a knee, don't take a knee, don't, whatever you do, don't take a knee, right? If that's what they wanted, that's what they should have harped on it. I mean, Chris, coaches do, uh, do that, don't they? they? They make sure that you remember what you're supposed to be doing on the yep. field at that particular time, especially if you're somebody yeah. that important. Oh, yeah, they'd be screaming at him the whole way out to the field. And they would tell him on the sidelines and keep screaming at him. Yeah, no, if, yeah. They, if they made that choice. I happen to think that that he did it by reflex, by accident. I think he did. I think he did it because it had been drilled in his head all year to do that because he's American and a rookie. And even if they – either they forgot to tell him not to do it or they did and it just – slipped his mind when he got out there big moment yeah. boot bunders right you know but yeah no i mean he did can... not hesitate that knee went down lightning fast yes. as if right. he's trying right. to stop the clock he's trying yeah. to stop the clock he went down and you know what he, down any faster yeah and, and I, if he's like 10 yards deep in the end zone then i kind of understand it more but he was literally a yard from the goal line. So he takes two steps, he's out of the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing or disputing that. I agree with you. I'm just saying that, you know, something went wrong here, and it's probably the coaches. Either they be, told him I, to do uh, that, or they didn't tell him not to do that. Yep. Okay. CFL Awards. What are we doing here? Who got the awards? We we, we did our little thing on this, didn't we? We we picked on on who we was did. going to win win awards. And I got it in my drawer here somewhere. Because I don't think Sparky think, made that list think, or or you did or what? I think he did. Will was seven uh, for seven. Uh, Will was Will was seven for seven. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think Sparky did do the list. I can't, I can't pick on him. Uh, um, he did. He did. Oh, I know where it is. I've got it Maybe right here. One. Okay, uh, MOP. Uh, it was between Standbeck and Zach Caleros. Everybody picked Zach Caleros. I guess we won that one. Okay. Uh, defensive. Uh, Every uh, was between uh, uh, Simone Lawrence and Adam Big Hill. Charles and Will took Big Hill. CJ took Simone Lawrence. Uh, top Canadian was Menard and uh, Lacombo, and we all picked Bo. Bo won. Uh, Riebenberg and Stanley Bryant. I I'm really shocked that Stanley Bryant won this one. I, I I really am. I was too. I think that Rievenberg was a better lineman this year, personally. Special teams: Deadman and Perend- Paredes. Paredes. My guy, I hate that name. Uh, everybody picked Deadman straight across the board. We we're all right there. Uh, rookie, rookie of the year, uh, Jordan. Charles, why did you pick Williams? Jordan Williams, I did. Oh, Jordan we Williams. We all did. Yeah, sorry. I, we all did. We all did, right. I just put yours down as Williams, and, and Will and CJ went down as Jordan. 
I did that wrong. And coach of the year, you picked Michael Shea. Michael Shea, Ryan Dinwiddie. Charles and CJ both took the Toronto guy. Okay. I hate That's how Ryan that landed. I, I absolutely hate Ryan Dinwiddie. He, 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 you know, you take a look at him on TV and you look at and it looks like he's got this dazed fucking look on his face that he has no idea looked, where he, he is always looked, or what's yeah, about to happen. Like over, in over his head. There is nothing between his ears. That's the expression that I get out of him. And Toronto Plate had a good season. It was in the East, and uh, that may account for some of this. I don't know. Ah. Any surprises? Uh, Chris, you didn't get to pick this. Did you Did you see any surprises? No, I thought it was pretty straightforward. I mean, what was it, 15 Winnipeg players or something stupid like that? 14, 15 Winnipeg players? Was like, well, we're talking about well, the, well, the uh, no, All-Star. No, no, no. Yeah, the You're talking about the All-Stars. Yeah. This, this, this is yeah. not. This is the CFL. The All-Stars come yeah. later in the show. Right. No, I didn't think there was anything that was too uh, too amazing. Uh, I agreed with most of the picks. Um, I think it was fairly obvious in most of the cases. Uh, I mean, I didn't think Ryan would anybody was going to win it. There was no way. And uh, not yeah. If you win the Great Cup as a first year head coach, maybe, but not not as just doing well in the East. Anybody can do well in the East, especially when you pretty much just buy the an entire other team. That's why they played well, too, because they'd all played together before, because 16 members of the team were all ex-Calgary people, <laughs> like, you know, including the coach, right? So they probably ran the exact same systems, and they were probably pretty much all in line with it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to do the next one because that's going to take up half the show. Uh, Argos Fire VP of Player Personnel John Murphy in response to the fan brawl. I don't understand how you can do that. A spur of the moment situation where Michael Clemens has told the Toronto Argonauts that if they lose, there are going to be repercussions from the fans. So keep your cool, keep your head down, and go to the dressing room. Do you think John Murphy was a, a, a cheerleader for them to go after the fans like that? Is that how he got fired? I mean, why would he get fired? This makes no sense. That's, just, that's a scapegoat if I've ever seen one. And correct me if I'm wrong, this is, not John, this is John Murphy of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, right? Yes. Am I correct? He, he no, was John Murphy of the Toronto Argonauts. Or he wasn't. He was in, yeah. Didn't he start in, wasn't he the assistant GM in, in Saskatchewan? Uh, I think he might have been. I don't know. I think he was sure. in Calgary, too, wasn't he? I think he was, I think Saskatchewan got him from Calgary. I'm pretty sure he was in, in Saskatchewan when um, Chris Jones was there and, and all that shit was happening. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. For sure he was. He was yeah. the assistant vice president of football operations and player personnel in 2018, mm-hmm. according to com. 
and that's his third season. That was his third season in 2018. Yep. Okay. And he gets fired in Toronto. So now we figure yes, that Chris Jones is going to hire him in Edmonton. Okay. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Why would they fire the player personnel guy for a fight with, between fans, fans and players? Yeah, but didn't he, didn't he have a fight with a woman? Yes, he did. John Murphy? I thought he did. Yeah, yeah. he did. I thought he did. And the reason he, he got fired is what he person. said. What he oh, said okay. is what I got thought that was fired. a player that said that. No, this was John Murphy that no. said that? That yeah, John Murphy he, what said, he said that. Wasn't nice. No, and he screamed at her, and then he went and pushed her. And it was all caught on video, nice, clean video. He's the only one that was oh. easily identified, like, and, the, and the audio picked up everything he said. So, I mean, with the inclusive program they run and stuff, he was doomed. He was done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it sounded like dinner. I, I, I didn't see that video. Yeah, no, he, uh, yeah, he screamed and yelled at her, said all those horrible things, and then pushed her. And... Uh, yeah, it was all caught on video right from the get-go to the this end, that, and it was clear as a bell. John whistle. Murphy guy? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was John Murphy. I, I yeah, he was never going to make it. Yeah, no, he's he's the one that all the quotes are about what was said. He's the one that said them to a lady, uh, okay. a woman yeah, Hamilton yeah. fan. Then, then I understand this completely. Uh, I'll retract everything yeah. that I said. This yeah. was, yeah, what a bozo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. She was yeah. a bit yeah, of sir. a man woman, though, but I guess that doesn't matter. It, it does not matter. She was a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It doesn't matter. You don't do things shit like that. I thought no, you don't. You said don't. all of those things. I didn't know it was said to John Murphy. That was just stupid. Yeah. That that's why his was so quick, right? Like we haven't heard any other followed from it. There will be more, I believe, but that's why his was so quick because he's like right center square of a video doing it, and you can hear every word he says. Well, you can see what he does. I, I he might even get charged. Yeah, he possible. Could. It was. A, I I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he gets charged with assault. I'd fire I'd fire the entire security staff team for letting them get even close. So. That's just me, though. Yeah. There's some merit to that. Okay, let's go over to yeah. the awards. Awards. Uh, not awards. Uh, all-star team. Okay. Uh, the number one all-star team is... Uh, where are we? Uh, position, great uh, quarterback is Zach Caleros. Running back is William Stanback. Receivers are Kenny Lawler, Eugene Lewis, Brian Burnham, Lucky Whitehead, Jake Winicki from Montreal. Uh, the center is Sean McEwen, and I believe the asterisk there means it is a – oh, a national player. Okay, sorry. Uh, Sean McEwen, a center, national player. Guards were Brandon Rievenberg and Pat Newfeld, both Canadians. That's why I, I, I don't understand how Brian, Brandon Rievenberg did not beat up Stanley Bryan as the alignment. Uh, on offensive tackles, we got Stanley Bryant and uh, Jermarcus Harrick 
And who knows what his uh, nickname is? I'm not sure. No? They they call him Yoshi. The guy from Mario Brothers, the little dinosaur? Right. Okay. Uh, Defensive end, uh, Jackson Jeffcoat and Willie Jefferson. Defensive tackles, Mike Rose from Calgary and Sean Oakman from Toronto. Linebackers were Adam Big Hill, Simone Lawrence. Uh, Corner linebacker was Chris Edwards. Cornerbacks are Delandre Alfred, Jamul Rule from Hamilton. Halfbacks, uh, Kareel Brooks, Dietrich Nichols, Brandon Alexander at safety. Kickers is uh, Rene Paradise. Hunter is Richie Leone. Special teams is uh, Devontae Deadman. Any arguments? I'm kind of surprised that Jagarrett Davis isn't on all 13. No shit. That was one name that was noticeably yeah. absent for me. But you'd also have to the, take out Jackson Jeffcoats or Willie Jefferson. Mm-hmm. The all star team wasn't. The all star team wasn't East and West. Nope. Well, they they do really? east and west ones, but this is they do do east and west ones. I think they released those a couple weeks ago. But this is the all star yeah. team for the overall league. Once again, once again, I personally think that Garrett Davis is way better than Willie Jefferson or Jackson Jeffcoat. Yeah. So that's just me. But you're not a media personality, so your your vote doesn't count. Oh, so I'm hmm. smart, anyways. Whatever. They were selected by 50 voters comprising of members of the football reporters of Canada and, hey, and you know what? head and, coaches. And since, we're, since we're on this sub- subject, I wonder where Tunde Adelike fit in there because he was fantastic this year. So, yeah, I agree just with that saying. Too. Not on the That's list. That's actually another fair. Yeah. That's another fair comment, actually. He right. actually got so, screwed, though, because he played multiple spots. When you play multiple spots yeah, in the yeah. season, it's very hard for you to be named in one as an all-star because he was halfback, he was safety, and I even think he played a little corner or something. But, yes, I mean, versatility is great, but unfortunately there's no way to capture that on a ballot like that because he's got to go in one right. of those sections. Yeah. So. Yeah. He plays all of those spots good, but that cost him in, in you know, one yeah. specific spot. Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't excel at any of them because he was good at all. Like he didn't get to, you know, if you're thinking about a safety, you're thinking Alexander played there all year, and, I mean, all the hitting he was doing and stuff. And, you know, I think he only played half the games there. So, yeah. Tunde. Okay. BC Lions have named Ryan Phillips as their defensive coordinator. I, I think this is an awesome move for the BC Lions. First off, I think Ryan Phillips was pretty much everything, uh, uh, pretty much doing the defensive coordinator's job last year, although he wasn't. I believe that taking a hat away from Rick Campbell was not only a smart move, it was a necessity 
Um, he needs to focus on being a head coach. Taking the defensive coordinator's job away from him was just just had to happen. Uh, Ryan Phillips, it's great to bring him into bring an alumni in. Uh, I mean, longtime BC Lion. Uh, I, I think it's a good move all the way around. Smart man. We need him in a smart position. And my question Stop. is, and we've had these we've had these conversations before. Um, how long has Ryan Phillips been a coach? Two, three years. I think three years. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, I don't know. Three years. It's a fair amount there. Too soon. And you gotta, you gotta think too. Uh, he's going to get some help. I, I mean, I know. Um, uh, Rick Campbell, obviously, he's not going to be the defensive coordinator anymore, which I'm glad about, but he's still there to, to pitch in when needed. Ryan Dinwiddie was a coach for two years, 2019 and 2021 in BC. Ryan Phillips. Ryan Phillips, you mean? Ryan Phillips, yes. Ryan Phillips was the coach at NBC in uh, 2000. I mean, he was playing football in 2018. So 2017. He hasn't been retired that long. Yeah, he played in 2017. He had a year off, and then he started coaching. That is fairly quick, but, well, you never know. Sometimes it can work out. We'll have to wait and see. Like I said, he does have a defensive-minded head coach there in – Rick Campbell, who I think will actually have some input, but some input. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's a great idea taking a hat away from Rick Campbell, and I've always said that. Yeah. uh, You know, you're probably sick and tired of me saying this. I don't think head. I, I personally think one of the rule changes should be banning head coaches from being coordinators as well. You want to? We're well, going to go rule changes, really and I think that that's, I think that's a good rule. Ban them. The only way that they can do that is if they fire a coordinator mid-season, and then they can take over the job. Other than that, find another player. Yeah, but once again, like they pointed out in the Edmonton situation, okay, why they're going to hire somebody to wear multiple hats? is because they got to pay Brock Sunderland and uh, what's-his-name, the ex-head coach, for the next two or three years. So they're trying yeah, to save money as well. They're doing it as a money-saving thing. It's not money-saving that they're worried about. That that salary actually counts under this, this management cap. Correct. That's the problem. Should, it's not so much they paying They should do them, away with that crap. A hundred percent. It's such a stupid thing. University of Brigham Young University. You guys know where this is? BYU. That's in the U.S. It is in the U.S. Utah? Yes, Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. It's a Mormon... University. Correct. Okay. It's a re- religious-based university. It's the Mormon religion. 
and uh, it's in Salt Lake City. They have just they had a coach in there that they were paying one point five million dollars per year in two thousand and sixteen, and they just signed him to what I can't find out what they signed him for, but they're calling it an unprecedented salary. Okay, unprecedented moved up from one point five million a season. Orlando Steinauer is rumored to be going to the Washington State Huskies. He has denied the fact that he has had any contact at all with the university. They have not contacted him at all. But he did not say anything about them contacting his agent. Yeah. They just haven't contacted him directly. Correct. So it does not mean that there are the not truth. communications in there. Technically, he's yes. telling the truth. <laughs> right? And if I'm not mistaken, uh, I believe he played at the University of Washington. That's his old school. That's correct. So if they're paying their head coach $1.5 million to bring them young, mm-hmm. the Huskies have to be similar why would you deny talking to them? I'm out of here. Yeah, Goodbye. but yeah, but they're also they also he's they're not signing him as the head coach either. No, no, they wouldn't be. But he's going to be no, making more talking. than the four hundred thousand dollars that he's a year that he's doing in Hamilton. Of course he is. <laughs> right. Of course he is. Right. I think they pay the water boys more than that. Anyhow. Okay. Uh, BC Lions retained six assistant coaches so far for 2022. I like consistency. Mm-hmm. Moving on to segment nine. The Maritime CFL fans still await their ticket refunds. <laughs> Go Schooners! <laughs> okay, hang on here for a second. Hang on for a second. If I recall correctly, and I know Kelly Bale did this, you put in $50, okay, $50 to reserve your season ticket in Halifax. That $50 was supposed to be refundable. Okay? You lost 50 bucks and you're complaining? And some people say, well, I don't have $50 to lose. Well, you should be buying the ticket. Did you say (laughs) Kelly Bale did this? Christopher, did you say yeah. Kelly Bale did this? Yeah, Kelly Bale sent them fifty bucks. Oh, so that was your fifty bucks, was it? <laughs> yeah, probably my fifty bucks. Yeah, actually, I gave him a hundred. But if I'm get, if I'm donating or putting down fifty bucks uh, for tickets to a team that doesn't end up happening, I'm going to want my fifty bucks back too. Are you? 
Yeah, I don't want to be fucking gullible. I'm buying a lottery ticket and wanting a refund because you didn't win the lottery. I wouldn't have been stupid enough to give the money in the first place. But if I had him, I'd I'd be like, give me my money back. I'm not giving you 50 bucks for nothing. Didn't Mark Weddall say he went, he looked at this and apparently it was non-refundable? And it was right on the no. ticket or right on the... No, it wasn't. It, it was, was actually, it was, it was refundable. And then they changed their tune. They, when, the, when the thing came out, it, the, the promotional material all said it was, the money was refundable. And then when you got your thing from Ticketmaster, it said non-refundable from Ticketmaster. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't for, it wasn't the team. It, it was Ticketmaster that said that it was non-refundable. But there are people out there that they're just losing their shit about not getting their fifty bucks back. Hang on for a second. Do we still have Chris online? I haven't heard shit from him in quite some time. Chris, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Well, you this got to speak up, enjoying... buddy, and participate. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, there's, uh... yeah, I just, uh, I guess I listened to it for the last couple of years, so I'm used to almost listening to it. We get zoned out just listening to the conversation. So you don't talk to us when you're listening on your own at home? That's no, I do not talk to you. You don't yell yeah. at the computer or anything. Okay. No, no, no. Passive listener. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So yeah. But, I mean, so you know, you I mean, say? the conversation has been self-evolving. <laughs> wow. Well, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't. I would have, if I ever gave the fifty bucks, I would have never expected it back. And that's just, I mean, I mean, it cost them money to do what they did do, even though they didn't do much. So why would you ever think that? And that was their only pool of money. So of course it got spent. I mean, they made a web page and did certain shit and. I don't they know. bought T-shirts. Oh, they bought logo wear. And they also and they also have yeah. a party every year at the Grey Cup. So yeah, yeah like I, I just <laughs> I was there in Edmonton. Big, I mean, it was a high risk team. thing. Everybody cheered. Yeah, yeah like it was a high high risk thing. And why would you expect to get your money back if you put it into something high risk? I mean, that's just the way it is. I don't know. I, I, know. I find it totally hilarious. I mean. I would have given him 50 bucks just because, but I just knew right from the day one that this wasn't going to happen. No. I, I mean, if they asked me if, if we can go back in time and after watching the uh, owner group in Ottawa when they started to do the Red Blacks and they asked for a $50 deposit for, I would have thought about it because I thought that that was a great ownership group. And I thought that they were doing everything right. Everything was going Mm -hmm. in the proper order and they didn't need my 50 bucks. Yeah. You know, right. They they didn't ask for it. You know, I'm worried about one thing, Christopher. Okay. And what I'm worried about is, when we go to the 2026 Grey Cup in Halifax, what time is that game going to start? 8:30 at night? 9:30? Come on, it's going to be 2026. It's not. It's going to be 2024. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. my mistake. And, and what does the time zone mean difference when it's a different year? 
All I know yeah. is that when I was in Hamilton this weekend on the Saturday, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, well, the Grey Cup starts around 3 o'clock and stuff like that. But then I sat and sat to myself, I'm like, no, it starts at 3 o'clock when I'm at home. That's 6 o'clock here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to be out later than I thought. It's 3 o'clock at home. You're not at home. Yeah. That ain't going to work this here. This isn't Kansas anymore, hey. Toto. Hey, Charles, I got a question to ask you. I was very disappointed. What what happened to Russ and his fabulous makeup? He actually explained that a few times to people, that uh, he wasn't putting makeup on, and he didn't really do it at the Lions game this year because he had cataract surgery earlier in the year. And sometimes if you're wearing uh, makeup and you sweat, it gets down into your eyes. So he really didn't want to oh, do that okay. because of the – because of the cataract okay. surgery he had had. Okay. Okay, yep. that's understandable. That's an acceptable, like, 100%. Yep, yep. yep. I, I, know, I noticed he didn't, wasn't wearing makeup all year, and I did not yeah. know why. That's why. That's but why. That makes, that makes sense. Okay. So now we're going to go back up to segment number five on our agenda. And I'm going to start with Chris, okay? Chris, the Hmm. CFL is examining all rules in the offseason, and this is causing panic among some CFL fans. What rules do you think the CFL, the league, should change in this football league to make themselves a more scoring, more entertainment, more desirable for a new football fan? Oh, people are panicking. Are they panicking because they think they're going to try and change it to the more an American style to make the merger with XFL or something? Like I read well, that, and I just didn't get a chance to open it. Why are people panicking about it, rules changes? They do it every year. Randy Ambrosi point blank said that we will entertain, we will look at changing from three-down football to four-down football. Okay, well, that would be why everybody's flipping out, because then it's not Canadian football he, anymore. He, he, he literally said that on national television. No, ah, okay. Yeah, I didn't watch the address of the league. No? Um, I don't know. If, it, if you, you do that, game, you're no longer... You're no longer a Canadian football if you change it to four downs, period. That's just, you're playing American football then, you've just killed the CFL, and we're just going to be a feeder league, like a, a sub-league like the NFL Europe. Might as well be you become NFL, NFL junior at that point. Yeah, like it's not, yeah. the, the rule, there's certain rules that keep us Canadian and, and make a difference, and if you change, it's the same reason that you couldn't pit the best NFL team against the best CFL team because you'd have to pick a set of rules to play by and somebody would have a massive advantage based off the rules you picked. If you make all the rules the same, then what are you doing? You've got no individuality. You've got nothing to market anymore. If you want to bring in back fans, go back to the Radically Canadian that you uh, did in 96, 97, 98. I mean, maybe our balls aren't bigger, but it made for a great T-shirt. You know, and I mean, there was pride in it. And uh, if anything, with all the COVID, like fucking shut down, close the gates crap, 
if you want, the, the, I mean, you want to play to to being in, uh, uh, independently yourself, right? Like uh, identify as a Canadian or whatever. Like that stuff's coming up now. So, I mean, there you can increase the score without changing the fundamental rules. One of the ones right off the bat is this. Uh, uh, a five-yard uh, interference call. Take it away. Let the let the DBs and the oh, uh, oh, the receivers mix it up a little bit again and and get some space. Like, I mean, I know it sounds like that's actually leading to scoring, but it's not because they're just as many. Like a lot of offensive pass interference happens because they push off, right? So I don't know. Like, I mean. Every year we tweak and play with the rules to see what works and what doesn't. But fundamental changes, like if you want to get rid of the rouge, you'll hear lots of bitching. But it, I don't think it fundamentally changes anything a ton. Although it obviously made a huge difference in this game. So you know, if the, you don't have to watch many games before you point out the fact that the rouge is an important part of our game. Yeah, you're um, going to get a but, fight from me. You know, but I mean, the size of our field and three downs is what makes our game our game it's why people are successful up here and not down in the nfl that we do get individual talent of people that aren't just looking to move on to the nfl because they'll never make it in the nfl they're not built for that game they're built for our game you know it leads to our talent and again if we if we change our rules to match the americans then we're just a junior nfl league again and you know i mean it's the same argument they make about having canadians Right, like we're that's been a rule since the dawn of time of the sport. It's Canadian football. You have to have, and to me, you have to have that's what? what. What are you talking about here? That you I have to have fifty-one percent of your team Canadians. Why? They have to have fifty-one percent of your team Canadian because it's Canadian game. That, that, that's a ridiculous comment. But it makes you but don't it, have no to have because Canadians it makes playing the game to, to make it a Canadian game. Well, if, if but then why, why, why do you watch Why don't we just have before? 100% Canadian? Why do we have to have any Americans then? If we want a Canadian game, let's make it a Canadian game. Let's make it 100% Canadian. Allowing Americans in here That's, at all is, is, is ridiculous then. I don't agree with that. Canadian, I never will agree with that. Canadian I don't play, I don't the game feel, I don't play at the Canadian level game. I play without that rule. I don't play without that rule in place. There's lots of Canadians that would never play at a professional level without that rule in place because you, it took us time to get back up to an American level. They play football at fucking two years old down there. We're starting to equalize that out, and maybe that rule can go away in the future when more and more Canadians are at that level. But you had superstars that took four or five years to develop on teams that were Canadian. It wasn't a level playing field. And, and to be honest with you, at that point, why do I want to watch a Canadian football league that has no Canadian content in it other than three downs? Yeah. Okay. Let, let, the way I want to look at this right now is, BC. I'm a BC Lions fan. Okay. I honestly don't give a shit who plays on my football team, as long as my team makes the playoffs. And we didn't. Okay. You look at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers right now, and they don't give a shit who plays on their team, as long as they win the Grey Cup. Fans don't care if it's a Canadian playing on the field or not. To say they do is ridiculous. No. It, then it, I'm ridiculous because I do. It's not a fallacy. 
not. It's not. It's it's. If we could all make it in the NFL, then we'd all be making millions of dollars. There's lots of guys making minimum wage on those fucking teams because they love football and it's their only opportunity to play. It doesn't mean that Canadians are inferior players. We just don't have enough quality players. That's the problem. We're too small. We're too. You know, it, it's the, the the ratio at 21 players on a team is is too too much. It's absurd. And I think that because it, quite it, frankly, it is absurd. Yeah, it will never wa- be at the level of the U.S. because just of sheer population. We're, we're watering yeah. down our league for the sake of, 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 of national pride. I mean, I, I'm kind of a, on with, uh, with CJ here. I don't mind saying, okay, well, you have to at least uh, incorporate, say, I don't know, 10 Canadians on your team. Uh, you have to have at least 10 Canadians on every team, 80 jobs. What I don't like is there's a couple things. What I don't like is I don't think you should have – if a Canadian – you have a Canadian starter, he goes down injury, I don't think you should have to replace him with another Canadian. I think you should be able to replace him with whoever. Otherwise, that handicaps a team's ability to play the game. Also – Jesus, I lost my train of thought. I had another point to point out there, and I lost my train of thought. Jesus. Um, yeah, I also I think, you know what, I don't think you should be reserving all these spots, well, like basically half your team or over half your team, based on a guy's birth certificate. There's got to be some, some someone of let the best players play I don't mind keeping some spot for Canadians. I just don't like how the ratio is right now. I think it, like CJ said, it waters down the league. I don't mind keeping some spots for Canadians, but I just don't like it saying, oh, you have to have 51% of your roster. I don't like it like that. It is. Go on. We, we have a word that has come to the focus in Canada and around the world lately, and it's called mandate. I don't like that word at all. And I don't like the fact that teams are mandated to have so many Canadians on their team. I don't, I think Canadians are going to be in this league, whether or not we do that. Will there be as many? Hell no, because there's not that many quality football players. What I do believe, or what I think would be a better way of doing this instead of mandating so many player positions was have a Canadian player, half of his salary goes towards the cap. So there's a financial incentive for a team to field a Canadian player. Okay, so if you've got eight Canadians on your team and half of their salary doesn't count, you literally can have enough salary for four extra players or increase the salary of some other player by that amount. It gives it, it doesn't make it easier. It just makes the GM's job a little bit different. But that way you have a financial incentive to put a Canadian on the field as opposed to being mandated to put a Canadian on the field or actually mandated to put 21 Canadians on the field. I, I don't want to hold a roster spot for an inferior player. And I don't mean that in any disrespect to anybody out there, 
But there are better players on the field than most of the Canadians that are out there. And cheaper. And one of my big arguments this year is BC Lions. Let's use BC Lions as an example because that's what I know. Who would, Chris, who is the highest paid receiver on the BC Lions? Is it Brian Burnham or Lucky Whitehead? I honestly don't know. I wasn't really following Sauer as much. It was Lamar Durant. Canadian. Because he's Canadian. Mm-hmm. Why would you pay Lamar Durant more money than Brian Burnham or Lucky Whitehead? It makes because you need that no starting Canadian. Because he's a starting Canadian. Is he a better player? No. I think your better players should get paid the most. But no, you have to pay the Canadians more so that you can keep them on your team so that they don't go somewhere else. He was the highest paid receiver on the BC Lions, Lamar Durant. And tell me where mm-hmm. that makes sense. Well, in the structure that we have, it makes sense. That's where it makes sense. Well, and I mean, it does make sense. I, the, the structure is broken. I mean, your suggestion isn't something that I would totally flip out about. I'm just saying that eliminating the requirements for Canadians or any financial bonus for Canadians is a mistake because then we're just going to become the NFL. We're going to have a and that's we're not what I want to watch. Canadian Football League out there because we're going to have the best players playing the game. No, because the best players will be playing in the NFL still. Like that's 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 not that's, I don't totally no. agree with that. We're, we're going, okay, the, let's just, the NFL's got the NFL players. Everybody who's not yes. playing in the NFL is available to play in the CFL. Okay? Correct? Yeah. Yes. Why, then, then everybody who is not in the NFL should be eligible to play in the CFL. Why should we hold roster spots for somebody because of their parents' passport, their parents' birth certificate? They don't even have to be born in Canada. They're just the parents do. Mm-hmm. This is, like I this said, is there's already tons of rules. Well, there, there's tons of loopholes because people be pushing to get rid of that rule. So they make loopholes for people so they can be happier about it. But They're trying to get rid of the rule because it's a bad rule. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the other rules that they can bring in that I think wouldn't be a bad thing, and it's a rule they used to have, that if you, even if you were American and you play a certain number of years with a particular team, say four or five years, you then become a considered a natural force. Yeah. Because that way, that builds up uh, continuity, that builds up fan recognition, and that gives you an incentive to keep that guy on your team. But I don't know if that's ever going to work again with the one-year contract that we're in now, right? Like, the style we're in now, you're not going to get it. Like, well, right? Just, if, no. if, if too much has changed. Today, both, both the, the league and the CFLPA has says that the free agent list that, that we currently had is wrong, it's broken, and it has to be changed in the next CBA. Something has to be worked out. Right. Because you cannot have one-year contracts like this. 
It, it's no. destroying the league. And both yeah. the PA and the league have agreed to that. But the biggest problem actually, with this, and I granted I agree with the PA in this thing, is that longer-term contracts don't mean anything if there's no guaranteed money in them. For sure. Yeah. Right. Right? And, and I'm going to side with the players they, they, on that. Yeah. Well, Dave Naylor brought something up on Twitter this just a little while before our show started. On Twitter, he said that he had looked into it, and 40 of the 48 starters from the Grey Cup game are entering free agency. Yeah. In February or whatever. That's too many. That's wrong. Yeah. This is one of the reasons. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I mean, and, and, and that's what you, but that's your, you're right. I mean, you have to, you have to have some sort of a guarantee because contract lanes mean shit if they just cut you before you get your bonus, which is all that's happening now. Yeah. So there has to be, there has to be some give on the owner side or the team side in that agree, agreement that, you know, if you're going to sign certain length of contracts, some of it has to be guaranteed or it can't be canceled until, I don't know. Again, that's mandating again, and you know, is, the, is everything better with less rules or less control, uh, potentially? But yeah, I mean, it's always one of those things where they they come up with something they think is going to work great, and then somebody figures out, like Chris Jones, how to take advantage of it and fucks it over, and then everybody loses their goddamn mind, right? Like, you've got these people out there that do nothing but try to figure out how to break rules. So we'll see. <laughs> I. You know, and, what and that, that's kind of my life. I, I, politically, I'm an anarchist, right? I don't believe mm-hmm. in rules. I believe that good people don't need rules to live a good life, and bad people are going <laughs> to find a way around those rules anyhow. Yeah. Okay? And, and that's exactly yeah. what you just said, is that the people out there are going to yeah. find ways, loopholes around the situation to deal with it. And I don't yeah. disagree with that. Okay. The more rules you make, the, the less fun it is because you're more concerned about live, playing within the rules or how to play around the rules. And, you know, where's that saying came? If you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough? Mm-hmm. I, it, I, 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 no, we have rules, and that makes it equal for every team. Every team should play within the rules. Right? So. Yeah. Did he, did he say anything else in his speech, or was he just talking about the four downs? Did he mention any other rules or just four downs? Well, he, no, he, he said they were going to reevaluate all the rules. Everything's on the table. Everything's, mm, on the okay. table. everything's on the table, including three downs to four downs. Everything. Yeah. And I don't think that it, it, I don't think that that was the highlight. I just think that that was just. I think that's the biggest ticket item that you that's possibly what could say. On. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what people absolutely lose their fucking minds over. Okay, yeah. is four yeah. football. So he he basically said everything's on the table, including that. He doesn't right. mean that I that is what's going to they're change. Do that. I, I doubt I doubt they would ever do that. That would be the stupidest no. thing that they could fucking do. Okay. Where's Will? Yeah. He's been silent for the last little while. <laughs> I know. I was just going to talk to him. I, I, I'm just I'm just listening to what you guys are saying. That's all. Well, jump That's in the all. conversation here and participate. What do you think? Well, what rule would you like to change? 
Well, now let me just you want to say, eliminate I kickers. Understand, I understand where Chris is. I understand where Chris is, Chris is coming from, because I do believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, you wouldn't have got the opportunities you got if you hadn't have been Canadian. And the main reason for that was because of your training in the beginning. Is that correct? Well, in my experience, I mean, I yeah, had only played for like five years, four years. Like I was right. still very right. learning the game. And, I mean, there's lots of guys, for example, if Andrew Harris hadn't got the opportunity in the beginning, we wouldn't even know who Andrew Harris was. Okay? And I'm, and, and don't, don't get me wrong, I'm all for, sorry, changing the Canadian rule, but um, I understand Chris's point, okay? Oh, so do I. And, you know, you know the first thing that's going to come out oh, yeah. of my mouth, Chris, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, yeah, I want to eliminate kickers forever, okay? I think they should uh, go back and play volleyball, okay? And I think that would make the game more exciting. And we'd have lots more touchdowns as opposed to field goals. That's just Will's stupid fantasy, and it is what it is, okay? Um, they're never, they're never, they're never going to change the three-down thing because if they do, they will lose the entire CFL audience at least the current one, because once again, like I've said before, and we've all agreed to this, what makes the CFL the CFL is the Canadian rules, okay? Correct. With the bigger field, the three downs, extra man, the rouge. Yes. (coughs) That is correct. So, you know, I wouldn't change those things either. Um yeah, yeah, you know what? I love CFL football. I'm not going to change a lot of rules, okay? I think the rules don't need to be changed. What Chris said also about uh, about the uh, five-yard PI, I agree with him 100%. I think they should let him run down the field and fight like they used to because that was exciting football. So and yeah, I think that would increase work. What's it called? It's called something else. Oh. Well, yeah, no, they okay. call it... Um, I think they call it accident, or um, or there's illegal contact, but there's also um, illegal contact accidental on pass interference. Yeah, illegal. And when they illegal lock contact the on the receiver. Illegal and contact, I also yeah. think, I also think they have to change, and I don't know how they can change it. They got to do something about quarterbacks running down the field, and then sliding at the last second and giving guys penalties for flying at these guys because once again it's hard to stop when you're in motion if these guys just all of a sudden fall down I don't know what especially if you're a 280 pound linebacker they gotta do something about that so so here here I had an idea the other day I I I honestly think it sucks but I want to share it with you okay if we don't want contact on the quarterback because we're trying to protect them from injury, well, then turn it into touch football for the quarterback. All you have to do is touch them. <laughs> I hate the idea. How about they can't run? But how else? How about they can't how run? Else can you, <laughs> we can't run past well, the line of scrimmage. That's right. They can't cross the line of scrimmage. 
Yeah. If you can't mm-hmm. run, they're all going to turn into Bo Levi Mitchell, which is not a bad thing. Anyways, um, Ricky Ray. <laughs> Ricky Ray, yeah. Okay. I, I, they, they got to do something about that because I don't think it's, it's these guys can just run down the field and then drop, and if you touch them, you get a penalty. Mm-hmm. But I hate yes, it. I think that that's it. You should touch them, and then they're considered down. I don't know. And then you're not allowed to hit them. You've got to touch them. But then, but then on the other hand, I'm also against all the penalties they put in, you know, for roughing the passer and stuff like that. Because once again, it's it's not football anymore. It's uh, well, you accidentally it's brush a guy's the helmet. It's yeah. protect the quarterback. Okay, and yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You, you, you turn it be... into a pussy league any way you look at it, right? It's turning into pussies. Yeah. And 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 and, and it's a league right now that fuckers <clears throat> would be embarrassed to play in. Not done again. That man could take a hit. <laughs> yeah. I almost um, wonder if Buckers liked getting hit. Uh, he didn't dislike it. I think Mike Riley's the same ilk too. Yeah, um, and a couple yeah, of with that. And, and Travis Lule, all BC Lions were like that. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, there was a highlight I caught, and I, it was a college football game. <laughs> and they were toting it on TSN or something like that because the quarterback was running, and he went and fake hook slide and then went around the defender and scored a touchdown. And all yeah, I, I think of that. was, wait, wait Wait till somebody fucking does that in the pros, because what are you going to do now, right? You're not allowed to fucking hit the guy anymore. So now he's going to fake. It's like faking going out of bounds and running down the sidelines. And then if you push him out, you get a fucking penalty for it, right? Like, there's just no winning. But wait till somebody does that in the pros. It's going to be a nightmare. So, actually, it just popped back in my mind when Will was talking, because I remember watching it going, holy fuck, I hope that I don't see that in the pros anytime soon. Cause, and and cause you will. Like that Sandlot stupidity, yeah. Well, yeah, because the quarterback's going to think of it, right? Like, I mean, he was the big hero. He scored the touchdown, right? And it's just like, you know, at what point now do you say, okay, go ahead and take his head off then? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you take the 15-yard penalty and, and stop him, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the hey, same hey, as pushing hey, out of bounds, right? Yep. Well, if he's all already out of bounds, you're not allowed to push him. No, but but you take the chance when you push him out of bounds that you might still take a penalty when it's a quarterback, right? Because we're not allowed to touch them. So you're always taking that chance still that you're going to get a penalty for it. But you're going to you have to. Yeah, you might push a lot of guys that. Yeah, but there's lots of guys that do that. You know, fake out and then cut back up. Right, that's already okay. happened. So now I, you've I got wanna, to make I that wanna... call. And... Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Let's huh? finish. I want your opinion on something, all of you, all of hmm. you. Now, pass interference is when the defender interferes with the receiver trying to get catch the ball before the ball arrives. Penalty is giving the receiver the catch, is assuming that the receiver caught the ball. And it is, the ball is placed at the point of foul. 
Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. Do we agree with this? I don't have a problem with it. Okay. William? Gone to sleep. <laughs> oh, he's okay. on mute. Hello, Will. He's, he's talking to himself. Have with it, the problem I have What's with that? it is, I said the problem I have with it yeah. is you can't touch the receiver after five <laughs> yards, Okay. I have a problem with that. I understand that. I understand that. But I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at the penalty, the infraction, and the, the penalty yeah. or the uh, retribution or what's the word we're going to look for here? Um, compensation. Punishment. Okay. Compensation. There's punishment punishment mm-hmm. or right. compensation. Okay. Here's right. where I'm having a problem with this. Offensive pass interference happened in the Grey Cup, in the end zone. Yeah. Okay? Why do we not assume that the defender would have intercepted that ball and give a turnover? He would have. Mm. He would have caught that ball. It would have been a turnover. But because he got his jersey pulled and spun around and got an offensive pass interference call, and they got a 10-yard penalty, why was that not a turnover? That is a rule I think should happen. Offensive pass interference is a turnover. He would have caught the ball. It would have been a turnover. It would have made a difference for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers would not have scored a touchdown on the next play. How is that compensation or how is that a penalty or a punishment does not fit the crime. Not if, not if you're assuming that the receiver would have caught the ball on defensive pass interference, then you have to assume the defender was going to catch the ball on offensive pass interference. Yeah, because it is that's where the, the, Well, but I think that's where the rub lies because lots of offensive pass interferences are push-offs to separate the, yep. the ball which doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that guy would have caught the football. Your example, 100%, I agree with, but I don't think you could blanket do that. And on top of that, you're turning the ball over, like you're changing possession of the ball. That, yeah. that could, that's, a, that's a severe. Like, I mean, getting the ball where you would have caught it, obviously if it's a long throw, you're getting, you could get 40, 50 yards in it. Mm-hmm. But if you're pretty sure he would have caught it, I mean, yeah. I mean, I understand it. I just I think it would be very hard to go that way because change of possession is pretty severe. But and do you not agree that I don't it should think... have happened in that circumstance? Well, yeah, you but then how the do you game. make a rule that define that? How do you make a rule that specific though, uh, right? Because it just can't be pass. You... Oh, it can't be off- offensive interference because so many offensive interferences are just push-offs to separate. Right. No, no way the defender think, would have caught the ball. I think I know an alternative. We could say that the ball is catchable in a defensive pass interference call. Yeah, he actually mauled the guy, but the ball wasn't catchable. No, that's okay. true. But Here's they the won't call it if the ball is not catchable, supposedly. Yep. You know they what? Do, I got an alternative to this. I understand your reasoning, but it is extreme to call it a turnover. But I got an alternative to this. So let's say uh, the ball – 
the quarterback throws the ball to the receiver. The receiver gets called for offensive pass interference. Let's say the pass was a 30-yard pass. So, on a defensive pass interference, you do point of foul. On offensive pass pass interference, you get called for that on a 30-yard pass, you're moving the ball back 30 yards. So you're basically mm-hmm. moving it back in the, the same amount that you would have gained ha- on the catch. So mm-hmm. if, if it's a, a 25-yard pass, you lose 25 yards on offensive pass interference. So you're not as going as extreme uh, as going to a turnover, but at the same time, you're – you're making a pretty uh, substantial punishment on the play. But it would yeah. have been a turnover if the offense didn't happen. Well, we don't know that for sure because the guy could have dropped the ball. There's, there's various things no. that can happen where it still wouldn't have been a turnover. It's not a 100% guaranteed. be and not a receiver. I understand that. Exactly. And just like even on uh, like defensive pass interference, we don't have any guarantee that the receiver is going to catch the ball. But we give but them we the benefit of the, the doubt. Yeah. yeah, we give them the yards. So in this way, you give the receiver the yards that way. If you got offensive pass interference, you got to take it back as long as that pass was. So we're taking those yards away from you and giving it in the other direction. Hmm, maybe. So so then it then it becomes first and 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 forty. Well, dude. If that's what it is, that's what it is. That's the penalty for that. If you're going to do point of foul one way, give the yards the other way. Yeah, which is pretty much a turnover on downs because they're never going to make that, right? So, I mean, it's the same idea. It just gives them a chance to come back with a really good play, whereas if you give it, just take it from them, then they don't have that chance, and that's kind of final. The other thing it could be would be a loss of down. It's the same principle. I mean, with only three downs, if you lose a down, like what down was it when they did that, when that happened in yeah. the Great Cup? I can't remember. Was it second down or third down or, or first down? Because if he gets, if, if he does that, that and he loses down. his down, well, then they still get a shot at it, but at least they lost a down. So now it's if they miss, they give up the ball. I don't know. Yeah. That might be an option, too, is he lost a down. I don't know. I don't know. I, if I was the DB there and I had an interception and the dickhead pulled me around by my jersey, I'd be pissed off. Yeah. Because I yeah, no, and he rightfully so he was. I was going to intercept yeah. that. No, and that was agreed, a gift. but that was that was a gift. And it got oh yeah, it was going to hit him right in the numbers. Yeah, it was going to hit him right in the yeah. numbers. And, and and not denying you're correct on some of the offensive pass interference calls, or even the majority of them are a push off. Okay, I'm yeah. not denying that at all. Okay, right. No, no, I understand. But when it was absolutely blatant like that, something has to be cha- something has to change because a ten yard penalty how about, is sufficient. How about game ejection or death? One of the two. Okay, what do you think? <laughs> a t- team flogging. <laughs> they they they'd think twice about doing it, wouldn't they? <laughs> they would. Okay. I mean, I, personally, I think that that's that's one of the problems is we're we're trying to make um, penalties so that the offense or the punishment is severe enough that it 
makes you not want to do it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, in that scenario, the alternative was that was going to be an interception. So I'll take the 10 fucking yards any day of the week. 100%. Right? No problem yep, no, 100%. Right. That's not, that's you think not I, a goose. He consciously broke a rule. That wasn't a guy lined up offside. That wasn't a guy that jumped the line. That wasn't anything else. He literally fucking broke the rule to stop that guy from catching the ball. On purpose. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, consciously. And, and under, the certain the time, circum, under the existing but, circumstances, I would have done the same thing. But Me too. Most of the time, the announcers, the announcers praise the receiver for saving an interception. Okay, most That's of the true. time, right? Yeah, and taking the penalty. So, what? Right. It, it should be a turnover. Hmm. Well, under under those circum under those circumstances, if it's a push off, that's a push off. Maybe we shouldn't make a push off a penalty. Maybe it shouldn't be. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a good. It's a good it, point it, it, though, and it's, it's something a, that could be debated at their end, right? Like that's definitely yeah, a rule change that could come up. Yep. For sure. But it, it's just something that I saw in that game and went, holy shit, this has to change. I said it at that moment. I went, holy yeah, shit, no. why, why isn't he giving the ball? If it, if it was going the other way, if the, the rules were re- reversed there, it would be first, on the, first down on the first, on the one. Yep, yep, on the one. It would have been first down on the one. Which is a pretty much a, a guaranteed free touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, yeah. And if and if it's not yeah. your team's shit, you shouldn't. And on, 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 on an offensive, on a, a defensive pass interference, uh, a team could gain like forty-five, fifty yards, depending on how long the pass is. And on offensive pass interference, you lose ten yards every time, no matter what. That just doesn't make yeah. sense. I, I don't yeah. think there's an answer for this, but what we got doesn't work. Or no, I don't think anybody's put that much. I don't think anybody's put that much thought in it because I bet you money. Most of the time, it wasn't. There wasn't as much pushing off. Like you just didn't see offensive pass interference that much. Yeah. Um, but when it happens, it's usually something big. Like like in the Great Cup, you're right. I mean, I have seen. I mean, where they they were they were going to be picks and and essentially. The receiver turns into a DB and freaking does pass interference to keep it from happening. You could have called a horse collar on him for that play. Uh, He was pretty low on the jersey. It was underneath the shoulder pad level, so. (laughs) But you know what I mean, right? It was was fucking close. It it was a good pull, for sure, because he knocked him off his fucking feet with it, for sure. Yes. You know. Yep. So. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely debatable. I mean, does it increase scores? It makes it fairer, I suppose. But I don't know. I mean, if all they're trying to do is increase game. the excitement of the game. Yeah. You want an exciting game. 
I don't know. I always have this feeling that every time they try to change a rule to specifically uh, enhance something, they actually do the reverse. And, and, well, they, and I, I would default, I would do the default to hockey. Yeah, hockey does it all the time, right? Well, we want more goals. We want to be more offensive. We want to be more exciting. So let's change this rule and this rule and this rule. And then all of a sudden, the next coach figures out how to make the trap, and it makes it fucking way more and worse, right? You yeah. Know? What is that old the thing? thing is, no matter what says they, I do, they Yeah. What's, like, what's they got, that old saying? They got rid of that somebody says they now, ought to make. That yeah. Ought, yeah. Anytime anybody says they ought to make a law, they probably shouldn't. <laughs> Isn't that an old saying? Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, they ought to yeah, make the rule? what. No matter what they make the rule, someone's going to try and skirt, uh, get around it. Of course they are. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're going to find uh, a way around it. A couple of years ago, didn't O'Shea do something on a kickoff as a special teams that they actually immediately changed the rule about afterwards? What the fuck was that now? He did something that was inside the grades of the rules on a kickoff or a return or something. He threw it or I don't know. It was something. I, know, I just remember them changing I know the rule right away afterwards. Yeah, he I found a, a hole. I can't remember, but I can't remember what it was. Was no shape for sure, the though. Guy, the receiver ran out of bounds and then and then back the on. Ball. No, he ran out of bounds and then touched the ball. So technically, he's out of bounds. So the kickoff was counted as out of bounds. So they got flagged for That's kicking right. the ball out of bounds. That's right. Wasn't there one where he he hung around the sidelines and acted like he'd walked out, but he hadn't? And they got him the right. ball and he actually scored. It was successful. But like yeah. he, yeah, because he acted like he'd left the field of play, right? But he actually just stayed by the sidelines, and then they fucked him the threw, ball or whatever. They threw and, the flag, they flagged the play yeah. as an ineligible yeah. receiver, okay? And then they had yeah. to pick up the flag because he was an eligible receiver. He, he never, never left the yeah, field. He, he, was he never went out of bounds. Scrimmage, everything was fine. Right. It, yeah, it was a brilliant play, but it was cheap. Yeah. And then they changed the rule right away. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to actually so. tell what the referee when you're leaving or doing something, wasn't it? Yeah, you had to check in or check out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, it was a quick fix how they did it, but it was just a little loophole. Yeah, you had to some sort of check-in system or something, just like eligible numbers, right? Same reason there's yeah. eligible number calls. So you can't trick play because yeah. everybody on the field knows that they are, they're now eligible. And, it, and, and, you know, it, it was rules that got changed right away after things like the even the Chris Jones going to Saskatchewan from Edmonton, right? Right, yeah. And Negotiation or discussion turned, windows and stuff. Yeah, Orridge turned around and put that rule in that you're not allowed to talk to anybody without permission and this, that, and everything else is considered tampering. Both four or five years ago, what was the rule they changed mid-season that they changed – like we're talking now about them having their discussions and they changed the rule. Was it video replay? It was, it was, uh, it was uh, no, Ambrose's it was first year. It was challenges. Challenges? They changed yeah, it mid-season because it, it was so broken? It, yes. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. It, it had to do with the, the coaches were using a challenge to, to get Fish. a timeout to use it as a, yeah, a fishing expedition. Yeah. yeah. 
and, and that's so they why lost they took the, the one challenge away from it because it's you know you can you can, yeah right you, you can get a you can always find a penalty somewhere away from the play yeah yeah right there's always a, every play has a penalty it's almost impossible yep. for them not to be hundred percent so holding on, on every play <laughs> yeah they went on a fishing expedition for okay this guy was holding or this was this or this was that. And and I think it had more to do with the uh, 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 contact ca- contact on the receiver. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, that was the same time that came in place, so they would challenge a late bump or something that was let go. That's correct. That had nothing and to do would, with the play. It, it, it would. Neg- yeah. It would negate a, a really big play or something like this. Yeah. And they weren't punished for it because they got two, so they just used them to fish. Yeah. Okay, I remember that. That's right. I remember it was it I definitely honestly, needed to be fixed. I personally honestly wouldn't mind if they took away the uh, the challenge on the pass interference. And I know there's the people saying, well, let's get it right. First of all, half the time they don't get it right. And second of all, yeah. it just takes up too much time. Well, I, I let, let human error factor into it. Why it why a challenge takes as long as it does? It, it makes no sense. Because a lot of times they microanalyze the replays to the nth degree, NCAA and they go frame by frame. Review every single play. Okay, they review every single play. It does not affect the the momentum of the game. That they make calls from the command center if something was wrong. Yeah. What they do is they turn around and say, hold on, this has to be looked at deeper. Take the challenges away from them, but have the review done in the, in the command center properly. We can't review in the command center properly because it doesn't work. I don't understand why they, they, rev- they do these reviews and still get it wrong. Mm-hmm. That just boggles the fucking mind. Yes, it but, does. Um, but there's no reason for that. It's, coaches shouldn't have to challenge a play that the officials got wrong. The command center should say, hey, yo, you did this wrong. Let's, let's, let's fix this problem. And it doesn't take 10 seconds to do. Yeah. Right? It's an automatic review. Boom, boom. Let's go. We've got 20-second game clock. We can review it in 10 seconds and say, whoa, hold on there. Well, and we get, and we get to see it work at the end of the game because that's how they do it in the last three minutes. And I've seen it work. Mm-hmm. They picked up flags or changed calls because they hear it in their ear. So yeah. I, mean, I know it works. Just do it the whole game instead of the last three minutes. <laughs> well, that's I, that's, that's the bottom line. Interrupt. The coaches wouldn't need challenges then. And, and yeah. to me – a coach right now has a challenge. If they get it right, they get another challenge. If they get it right, oh, the next time the official gets it wrong, you, you get penalized because you don't have any more challenges. No. Oh, we're, Are we oh, still on the, the air? Show's a, the show's <laughs> I was going to say, I hate it. I hate Shut up. Podcast episode 467 is over. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Take care. Good night.